0: Hey everyone, it's Nadia with the She Could, So She Did podcast, Dating After Divorce in Your 40s. Thanks for joining me for another episode. This is episode five, and this is part two of my interview with Grayson Marshall Jr., the Metacognition Coach. So if you listened to part one, I already know that you know that part two is going to be on fire. We really got into some hot topics in part one. And the conversation continues in part two. So one of the things that we're going to talk about today is, can a single mom teach young men to be men? So what I want you guys to do is go ahead and answer that question for me on social media. Tag me at Nadia Polakard and let me know what your thoughts are um, after you have listened to this interview. So let's go ahead and get right to it. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast if you enjoy listening to the show and share it with your friends so that they may listen too. All right, so here we are with part two of my interview with Grayson Marshall Jr. All right, Grayson, so I have a question for you. So let's talk about finances. Like how does a man feel when his significant other earns more money than him? Like what is the psychology like, what are his thoughts? What's the psychology behind that?
1: I, I think if they're, tr- if they're true to who they are, it doesn't matter. I mean, think about this: Tom Brady is the most recognized quarterback probably in the history of, of pro football, six Super Bowl rings. His wife makes five times the money he makes.
0: Janelle, really? I did not know that.
1: Janelle makes five times she, as a model. She makes five times as much money as Tom Brady makes. So, mm. again, two people who are... Who are visible, who are um, very successful. I mean, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. I would lay that two check down. I would tend to say that Gabrielle probably makes more money than Dwayne does. And mm-hmm. I believe there's a lot of celebrity couples that that scenario exists when it comes down to it. I don't think, I think if you know who you are, I don't think it's as much of a thing. But I think so many men. Don't know who they are, and the emasculation of men has created a scenario where they feel less. So, if you add that scenario onto my feelings of emasculation, then there really is an emotional problem.
0: Who's emasculating men?
1: I think I think society, in and of itself, some of the changes that have made are, are such are as to, um, single family homes. I think I think mothers raising young men are leading to emasculation because here's the deal. No matter how much you love him, you can't teach your son to be no man. You can't. You're not a man. I don't care how much you try. You can't teach him how to be a man. You may teach him how to be more sensitive to a woman. You may be able to teach him how a woman. Is. You can't teach him how to be no man. And I okay. think okay, you
0: know, you know, this is an unpopular opinion, right? It
1: don't matter. It, 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 <laughs> it's, it's reality. You can't. So you can you can teach him. Oh, no, this this is this is PG rated. So I can't go. There.
0: But no, you, you know, can curse, I have ex- you curse. can curse if you want. You can't teach
1: your man how to have an erection. You can't talk to your son about erection. You can't. It's what just, is there?
0: A, what exactly is there to teach on that subject? I don't get it.
1: There's a whole lot that goes with on our side. <laughs> there's a whole lot, and you can't teach him that because it's not, I'm, there's things about Amanda, and vice versa. I can't teach my, i got 3 daughters. They couldn't come to me about menstruating.
0: You can What's do that some that? research. But
1: well, still, it, it ain't nothing like going through it. I can't <laughs>
0: that's, that's a fact. Well, using your theory then, then how come we have a male OB and GYNs?
1: They, can they are understand.
0: the doctors of that region.
1: They can understand the female anatomy, and they're only there to deal with the anatomy. They, if I'm an OBGYN, and I'm there to deal with your female anatomy, I studied your anatomy. I still don't know what you're what you're dealing with. And let's yeah, I
0: prefer it. not to have male ob is just for that reason well, and, and exactly. it's too scientific it's exactly
1: i mean and that's all and that's all it is anyway that's one of the, the, the reasons the other reason i think is the definition of what a man is has been skewed over time and i think it has never it hasn't stayed consistent um now the fact that we have a a seemingly population that's geared towards same-sex relationships changes where men fit in because I don't think women are looking for men anymore. I think they're looking for someone to connect to emotionally, which is why some of them are making the lifestyle choice to do something different. So, I mean, if you're looking at if you're looking at a dude and you're you're pretty, you no, know, everybody can see that. But if you if you were taking that route and you're a dude, you'd be like, dang, all the good ones gone. What's happening? They over there. And when you have a conversation, well, she understands me emotionally. She gets me. This is what I hear when I talk to them. I don't judge them. I just want to find out what's happening. And they tell me, well, I, just, I just feel like she understands me more. She feels, feels what I'm going through.
0: Hmm.
1: When it comes down to those cases, how do you win that? How do you fight that?
0: Well, I mean, I don't know. I really can't answer that question. <laughs> but I do know for myself, like an emotional connection is very important in a relationship. Sure. And you know, you can be really emotionally connected to somebody one day, and then two days later, y'all are done and over with. So,
1: so were you really emotionally connected then?
0: Yes, but that doesn't mean like an emotional connection doesn't mean that the relationship is a good one.
1: Okay, what makes a good relationship?
0: Um, res- about- me- yeah, I think respect. Like you mentioned, I think respect is very important. Appreciation, um, doing what's best for the unit as opposed to for yourself. So I don't know if saying, you know, being selfless is important, but I just think recognizing the big picture is really important. I mean, there's so many things now that I'm like kind of walking through it, being honest, honest is a bit like, there are so many basic things that I think people forget. (laughs) Like, let's start with the basics. How about be honest? because if you know I cannot stand that's one of the big things you know I'm all oh, I'm always talking about like red flags if a man is gonna lie about something like something silly you're gonna lie about important things too you know so don't lie about basic stuff because most of the time and I've learned you know the truth usually reveals itself
1: who, so who better lies women or men I want to hear this from you who better
0: liar? women I think women are
1: so, so I, there's no question they are
0: right so it, <laughs> i hate to say it yeah i think women are very like like calculative strategic about their lives
1: deceitful lies. deceitful, hmm? deceitful. Very I'm, not
0: deceitful. Gonna, I, I'm not gonna say women by nature are deceitful and yeah. let's like everybody lies that's a fact right. you know you and most you of the time yeah, when you go to the root of it, people lie because they're ashamed or because they um, are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, insecure, you know, so they want to like make themselves look better um, or they're ashamed about something. So they want to hide their past mm-hmm. um, or they, you know, so let's say like a woman cheated, for example. Um, I honestly feel like when, when, you know, if a woman cheats, she's less likely to get caught than a man. I just feel why is that just because, like, I don't know, we're just a lot more strategic about how we lie and cover things up. I'm not saying I ever did that, let's be clear, never have cheated on a man. Period, but
1: hold on, but I'm saying (laughs) so they're more calculated. So, how does that make a man feel secure in a relationship knowing that we'll literally never know if y'all do?
0: I mean it does go both ways. You don't you'll never you might never know if the man does. I know for a fact there are women um I mean we talked about this on my first episode with Steven about you know what percent of relationships have infidelity and it wasn't just like men do it all the time or women do it all the time. It was more so that it happens in relationships and I'm going to guess I don't know the numbers on this. So if somebody knows, you know, let me know, but I'm going to guess that um, the majority of the time you might know of one thing, but you don't know of everything. I would
1: agree. I would agree. Yeah. I
0: would agree. You know, which is the concerning thing. And, you know, I've had like, you know, in my experience, like older women, like conversations with older women, you know, elders and stuff where they say like, oh, you know, men are going to cheat. Just find a good one who's going to be a good person to you and i'm like wow and i just remember as a young woman hearing this advice Right. i was like i rebuke that basically like that's not true not at all you know like you know you've it's a choice cheating is a choice you just have to be you know honest or whatever but um you know at the senior age of 42 <laughs> i have come across like, I just feel like it's unusual when you come across a couple where they have not faced infidelity. That's really unusual. And I'm just like, wow. I mean, we're just, you know, I, it's it's sad and it's unfortunate, but at the end of the day, we're just humans, you know? That doesn't excuse anything. Don't get me wrong. Huh. I do believe that there are women and men who can be faithful and that have been faithful to their spouse. So let's, let's be Wait, clear so, about that.
1: Let me ask you this. As you're moving forward into your next, into your next um, chapter of life and relationships, have you decided um, what your new boundaries are? Have you decided what they're going to be when it comes to um, dating or not dating? Because I, ha- I, I think, I, I know I did. And one of the things that I decided to do was i'm not going to be fully into someone that i don't believe could be someone i would marry
0: absolutely i, I believe in that i date intentionally right um, so it's
1: like so i've got to, you you were clear about that you, you you um you when we talked you were like so Grayson, here's what i do i you know i date one person at a time and i see where that's going and then if it doesn't then i'll try that again and that was one of the things that i appreciated about You having that conversation because I don't think I think guys uh or even single people in general I think when they get out and they're starting over they tend to date to figure out what they want as opposed to like I said earlier know what you want so you can just know it's not that and I just I got to a place where I said if I don't even think I could marry you and that's not to say I would or not would but if you don't fit and check off a number of boxes there really ain't nothing for us to do. You know, it's just, I mean, right. we, can, we can still hang out. We can have a call, We can probably do whatever, but I'm not going to, because I know I know how important my energy is. I know how important the direction is. And if this isn't going that way, then I'm not, I'm, I'm really not going there. Here's the other thing too. I believe that once I really lock in on what I want, what I want, I'll attract into my life and it'll come. And what you'll find, and people understand this, when you really start looking at How you think and what you want, you won't have to get rid of people because they'll just disappear. And that's so true. They will, I mean, go away. It'd be somebody that you were talking to like every day for a while, and all of a sudden, you just don't talk to them anymore. And there was no argument, there was no fight, there was no nothing. But when your focus and your energy is going a certain way, and that's not where theirs is, when you're truly locked in, they'll leave. So for me, it's I'm not going to go out with you if you don't possess something that i know i could actually decide you know i could be with her the rest of my life then uh, we ain't going nowhere it's just that'll mean we can't be friends and hang out but i'm just not investing that time
0: no absolutely i agree that's why i say like i date intentionally um and then also like there's different in my opinion like different levels in the whole dating game like once i'm like okay i really like this person then i cease all communication with other people. So in the beginning and early.
1: Explain that. I will. So
0: I used to be like, you know, um, really just like, okay, if I go on one date with a guy, like, you know, I'm not going to talk to any, I'm not going to go on another date with another guy. I don't do that anymore. I think once, you know, if we've gone like on one or two dates, like I'm going to assume you might be, and I I don't care actually if he is or is not, because we're just, you know, exploring and finding out if we know each other. Right. Um, so like, let's say this has never happened, but let's say I go out to dinner with someone on Monday. If Tuesday I see them out to dinner with another woman, I actually don't care. You might see me out to dinner Tuesday with another man. Like, you know,
1: that won't bother you. Not at all. Oh, wow. Okay. That, that, <laughs> that,
0: Why should that, it? Why should totally that bother me? shouldn't.
1: But most, I was like, there's a large majority of women that feel like if you took me out And you're out with somebody else the next night, then you really ain't that interested in me. So why did you take me out? What
0: if what if it was a first date?
1: I don't think they care. There are women out there literally that could care less if it was a first date. If you went out to dinner with me, and then on Tuesday you out come with somebody completely different.
0: That's so unrealistic.
1: I know, but that but it's I'm telling you, it's a world that it's a world that people live in, it's a world that men have to face, and I believe it's a a dating challenge for guys, because I think in the back of your mind, you gotta, you gotta walk this down, why, because in two minutes, you could be blasted to the whole entire social media world, as a bum, I mean, just, and and, and literally, you can be,
0: that's, that's, that's that's not even, that doesn't make sense to me, I get what, yeah, no, like, honestly, again, let's, you know, Until I just honestly feel like until we've had a conversation, really not, not even like, Oh, you're my man. I'm your woman. Not even that. Just more of like, you know, I really like you or whatever. And then sometimes I just make the decision without that conversation. I'm like, I really like this person. I'd like to pursue it. Therefore I'm not going to entertain anyone else. But um, honestly, I think it's unrealistic. If I see him, if I go out with him on Monday and Tuesday, he's with someone else. um, And you know, unless I have reason to believe, okay, this is like, if they're wearing wedding rings and stuff, that's a whole other conversation. I'll even, like, I'll just wave, like, hey, how you doing? Like, I don't have any right to have any upset feelings about the fact that he's at dinner with someone on Tuesday. I'm not going to make any assumptions that he's with, um, you know, a girlfriend or anything like that, or, um, you know, it could be a coworker, it could be his cousin, it could be his sister, so I'm not going to be bothered by that at all, and I will wave, I'm not going to be rude, I'm just going to wave. Hey, how are you? Good to see you and keep it moving. And that's the honest truth.
1: Okay. That is the
0: honest truth.
1: If he's holding hands with her, if he's holding
0: hands hands with her, I like, I'll be like, okay, that's interesting. Obviously this is somebody, this is not a first date for him. I'm going to assume. And then I'm going to decide, do I want to be involved in this or not? And most likely no. If he's all booed up. Okay. This is a different fact pattern. (laughs) If what you're saying is that he is at dinner the next day or even that week and all booed up with somebody where it's apparent that they are like, you know, at a completely different level than him and I were,
1: right?
0: I still don't think I'm going to be upset. I'm just going to be like, yeah, no thanks. Wow. Sketchy. <laughs> no thanks. That's it.
1: So you're not, you're not going to ask him. You won't ask him anything about it. You won't bring it up. You won't have a discussion well, about it. Well,
0: that's not, I didn't say that
1: okay I'm so
0: good. using the second set i mean the second scenario i should say right. Right. if I, you know let's say i hear from him again and be like oh so who was that at dinner you look, you guys looked awfully cozy yes i will definitely say something okay. just so that i know and then if he's like oh you know it's a woman i've been dating on and off i'll be like hmm, that's interesting like and then then it, it really becomes on me do i want to continue to pursue this or not and most likely i'll be like no because Again, you know, I'm not trying to be like the, I don't know, the backup plan or who knows. But, but what's
1: to say the backup plan? Let's say for a year, they've been dating off and on, like once every other month, once every month or whatever. But they like each other.
0: Nah, and- I wouldn't want. That's a year you've been dating that you have a fear of commitment. No, thanks. That's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really talking about, you know... <laughs> like early stages if you've okay. been if you've been involved with a woman for a year you really have no business in my opinion again these are my opinions no judgment if this is what you do if you're out there listening you really have no business um entertaining like a new like you just really have to have a uh, like a clear space you know spiritually to bring someone into your life in a significant way and again that's because i am dating intentionally so when i date if i don't see a future like you know and it's not even a future like husband right away if i I don't ever see myself in a relationship with a man then um like as his woman as his girlfriend then it's like then i you know not interested we can be friends so 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 i think so we didn't we didn't say this do you mind sharing your age because i think that you know, the context of the conversation, I think, really varies based on age. So do you mind sharing your age? No, no, not a problem.
1: I'm 52.
0: 52. don't
1: look a day over 35. It's wonderful. It's a, it's a beautiful life.
0: Yes, that's true. You, do, you don't look 52 at all. So
1: that, um, and I, and 52. I think that you're talking about age and his reality, too. I think age has to do with experience as well, because I don't believe I'm 52 in relationships.
0: Oh yes, yeah. Because
1: because twenty years of my life were in the wrong relationship. So I don't think I, I think I've matured in a completely different way when it comes mm-hmm. down to it. So I think that your age experience and what you've been through dictates a little bit more of how you um, see the next relationship. So it's probably gonna be unfair in some respects moving forward for people because I won't tolerate what I did at 30. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or 28. Right. So I, think, I think those. So I guess maybe people won't have the same grace. And I think it goes with a lot of people because the uh, the the courting period is a lot shorter because I'm 52. You know what I'm saying? When when you're 31, 35, you can still yeah, you know, I still got time to court a little bit. But at 52, you're like, no, been that done that. Um, I want to move forward. So here's how we're moving forward. And I think it's a clear, And I think we need to take this and give it back to younger people so that they can start doing this early on. So mm-hmm. they don't have these experiences like we had. They can actually go through early and say, no, I do have my list and move back to your list. I think you do need a list because if you, okay, you bought your, you bought a house. Didn't you know what you wanted when you went in the house? I mean, if you wouldn't know what you wanted, you, you, you knew you wanted to either be at the beach or not at the beach. I want this many bedrooms. I want this many bathrooms. I mean, you had a plan before you walked in. You weren't going to take something. You knew what you were looking for. And I think that's what she's talking about when having a having a plan. I mean, if, if you're a guy who likes short women, then a uh, tall woman just ain't gonna do it for you. So I, that my list is okay, I want somebody this height, I want somebody this weight. I mean, on my list, I mean, I got specific on my list. I talked about underwear. I mean, I wanted you to wear certain <laughs> underwear, real tall. Because here's the deal. A what? Be, yeah, if I'm gonna be with Wait. you the rest of my life, then I'm I want you to, you know, look a certain way. You know, so I don't like big bros. That's just reality. I don't for <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, me, don't move me. So if you kind of just loving big granny panties, that is gonna be a that's a deal killer for me. Just <laughs> that's
0: a deal breaker, granny panties.
1: That's a deal breaker. All
0: right, deal hard. breaker. That's not gonna work for me. Hey.
1: And that may work with somebody else it just doesn't for me it's not I want part of my part of my
0: wait wait uh, hold on like but what if what's underneath the granny panties is like the bomb.com
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like what if she's just got that <laughs> no.
1: No. I don't see I don't I don't feel okay,
0: really, your face you guys can't see his face right now but his face no, is cracking me up <laughs> it,
1: it just, I just I can't I can't I can't I don't know it's just I think I really believe that there's. Part of sexuality and relationship intimacy is the feeling that you have. And I think that it's, I think there's there's something about sexuality and sensuality that to me has everything to do with your presentation, just like anything else. I think presentation is part of your affect and effect on people. So when you walk into the room and if you look, okay, so let's say you, right? You 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 Mexican and Haitian. You got this skin color, good hair. You got all this stuff. The reality of it, if all that right there was covered with a flannel dress and um, some, uh, some 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 uh, Mennonite sandals on, and you got your hair up in a bun with some glasses on, I'm sorry. It just if that's how you come in every day, nah. It, and underneath it all,
0: hair, I had my hair in a bun yesterday.
1: Underneath it all is the bomb, diggity underneath all but I don't see that I have
0: my hair first of all let's talk about well that's a whole other thing you said good hair you know you're gonna get flack for that there's no such thing as good hair all hair is good you know you're gonna get flack for that right
1: did I say that you had good hair
0: You yes let's reverse the tape you said you Mexican Haitian got that good hair
1: I was saying in a whole (laughs) you do have good hair
0: well
1: do you not have good hair hair? I didn't say
0: yeah, no, I would not say I have good hair.
1: What do you I say have, you have? What's good hair?
0: There's nothing. There's no such thing. The hair oh, is beautiful. A ha- a woman's hair is her crown.
1: You got so you got a nice crown. Oh, let me rephrase it then. So your crown. Looks I good. like
0: my hair. My like you know by your. I don't know what your definition of good hair is, but like I see other hair that's you know different texture, my, and I'm like my, that def- hair is gorgeous. No, my,
1: my definition crown. of good hair was the hair on Nadia. I said <laughs> let's look at Nadia you have good hair, you got beautiful skin. And I said that if all that was covered up under some flannel dress that came down to your ankles and you had some glasses on and just wore no makeup, or you don't wear a lot of makeup anyway, but the reality is, if you were looking frumpy, if you were looking frumpy every day of your life, it could be the bomb diggity underneath. And that's how you roll it every day, you ain't gonna get dudes that just wanna, cause they ain't gonna take time to try to get up underneath all that cause they ain't figured out. They're like, nah, uh-uh. It might be like that, or maybe that's my whole point. Okay, I get it. I, want,
0: I mean, I believe, I I really believe in, um, like you know, a woman has to bring her sexy. I do certainly one hundred percent believe that. But why that's just argue? me. I don't think it's necessary. Would you say? Why you arguing
1: me then? You agree? You
0: won't I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you. No, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying, you know, I was just clarifying. I guess that statement. I do believe. I do believe women need to bring the sexy. Exactly. But sometimes sexy is just being confident in who you are. Big panties ain't sexy. How you, you know, like right now I'm in gym clothes and hair is kind of still wet. I have, I don't usually wear makeup unless I'm going out and I am completely comfortable in my own skin because that's just I who do. I am.
1: All I'm saying is big panties ain't sexy. That's all I'm saying to you. I, that, that's, I, that, that, I bring that to the table. It's going to stay there. Big panties ain't sexy to me. <laughs> that's just me. That can be yeah. somebody else. That's not me. So it's those things like that, that I, I think that that's part of the attraction to people. That's the, 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 big thing attracting. I'll share this with you too. If I can't have a conversation with you, then there's no reason for us to even, to even be talking at all. we I've got to be able to talk to you. I've got to be able to have a conversation with you, not in a, in a full agreement all the time, but to be able to have an intelligent conversation that if we disagree, it's going to cause you to sleep on the other side of the room or sleep on the couch or, no, we, we, because if I, if we're growing together, then I should understand where you stand on certain things and where I stand on certain things and how that can be a, a catalyst for us growing. Conversation is going to make us grow. So we can Absolutely. have, we got to have, it. that's just, that's just reality.
0: Yes. Well, this has been, so we went on almost a full hour. I said, we go 30 minutes. You
1: and I could talk about like six hours, not a problem. I know. You and I could talk forever. So it's
0: all good. But yeah, you win. It Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Remind us, and you didn't even mention the books you've written. You've, and the, you know, all the great work. Tell us again where we can find you and your books, all that good stuff.
1: The best way is go to GraysonMarshallJr.com G-R-A-Y-S-O-N Marshall with two J-R.com. You'll find both of my books, Do Positive Just Because. The keys to life you've always imagined. You'll find Maintaining Greatness, Managing Your Gifts for Limitless Living. My new book, Your Second Half, uh, the answer after sports will be out in October, um, and uh, I've got six more books coming after that. I love to travel and speak. I love to be on Nadia's podcast. I mean, I just live for certain things in my life, and uh, when they happen, it makes life wonderful for me. But this has been a blessing, a absolute treat. This is fun always, and I hope everybody listening was able to get something out of it that um, sparked you to think. I don't want you to. I don't want anything I ever say or I hope nothing anybody ever says truly changes the way you think. But if it gets you to think and then you adopt that as something new to you, then it's your stuff. I think too much we go to modeling and emulating what somebody said and haven't even owned it for ourselves. Vet it yourself and then if it works for you, it can be more powerful for you. Mm -hmm. Using someone else's information to be somebody, you're not being you. But if you internalize it, make it your own, make it a part of your life, then it changes how you connect to and deal with everybody every day so
0: absolutely and you didn't mention your career history is that you in the background in that jersey jersey?
1: that's my my retired jersey and then this is my hall of fame poster and then over there So, what
0: sport did you play you got to tell everybody
1: basketball basketball was all american at clemson i graduated um the all-time acc career assist leader i still hold 13 collegiate records I was named into the Clemson Hall of Fame in 2009. And then I was named an ACC basketball legend in 2015. So I bounced the ball a little bit. And uh, I guess they said I did all right. So it's all good.
0: Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you, Grayson. And thanks for everybody for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe. You can find me on social media at Nadia Policar. And we'll have new episodes every Thursday.